All aboard the Freedom Express, Conductor Josh here. Well, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, well known as the Arbiter of Truth, the person that you look to is the shining light of integrity and the ability to circle back and avoid every single question. Um, Jen Psaki uh, says that the Biden administration has the highest ethical standards of any administration in history. Oh, okay. So, higher than the Lincoln administration, which freed the slaves? Alright, Jen Psaki. <laughs> so, the, the administration that uh, supports abortion and increased religious discrimination? Yeah, that's the administration with the highest ethical standards in all of history. Send me a question at Freedom Express Podcast on Instagram. Follow me there. Or you can send me an email freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com. Well, to get to in this episode, uh, Brandeis University, that is a university in Massachusetts, it's kind of a high-end elite university, has released an impressive language list for all their students to consider. Um, So they have a list of uh, words and phrases that are considered oppressive and offensive. And then they have acceptable alternatives that they so kindly provide. We'll take a look at that list. And I wanted to kind of get into the local level because we don't really hear too much about that. It's usually more national-based. But the local level has part of... Uh, has politics that play into it too, and it's the same two sides gearing up against each other. We'll take a look at how a Colorado mayor uh, banned the reciting of the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and why would he do that? We'll uh, look into that. Also, local Virginia parents uh, protested CRT at a school board meeting, but they ended up getting arrested for daring to speak out. We'll take a look at that as well. But first, I want to stop and pause and consider the wise words of our glorious leader, one Joe Biden. All right, so Joe Biden was talking about gun control, and we all know that he is well-versed in the art of talking. And he made this assertion. He said the only reason that people want to keep guns, that those horrible, evil conservatives, the only reason they want to keep guns is to overthrow the government in case it gets too bad, citing the revolution in the 1700s. But Biden Biden claimed, you don't need guns to overthrow the government. You need nukes, not guns. So this is Biden logic. Therefore, you don't need guns. So if you need nukes to overthrow the government, you don't need guns anymore. Simple. Good thing Biden's around to explain why we don't need constitutional rights. Thanks, President Biden. We really needed your input in this situation. Oh, boy. But I wanted to get to this oppressive language list because I found this, and I spent just a couple minutes poring over this. It is one of the most funny things that you could possibly find. You can find it at brandius.edu. Um, I believe that's how you say it, Brandius. Not exactly 100% sure, but um, as you know, pronouncing things is not my strong suit. But one thing that is my strong suit is evidently being offensive and oppressive in my language. Because I used to say things like she and he, but apparently that's oppressive. 
So you can't say things like that. You you can't say things like you guys or ladies and gentlemen. You can say y'all or folks or folks, which is F O L X. Um, apparently, that's a word now. Also, freshman. The term freshman is uh, offensive. Apparently, you have to say first year student instead of freshman. That's uh, at Brandeis University. Also, by the way, crazy, insane, or wild, those words are offensive. Um, you need to say, oh, that's bananas, or uncool, or disappointing, instead of crazy, insane, or wild. Also, phrases like, long time no see, or no can do. If you say those, those are signs of white supremacy. And you should go repent, honestly, because you are an evil person for even uttering such horrible language. The reason that these are, uh, these are offensive, a long time no see, no can do, um, it says these terms, as well as other expressions using broken English, originate from stereotypes making fun of non-native English speakers, particularly applied to indigenous people and Asians. So, saying long time no see or no can do, you are now racist. Good to know. Thank you, Brandeis University, for telling me. But this one, this one is, this one's my favorite. So, you know, trigger warning. We usually use that in relation to uh, snowflakes who get triggered over, over certain, uh, certain things. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you said that. Um, but we can't even say that anymore. Because you know what? The, the phrase trigger warning can trigger some people. It says, the word trigger has connections to guns for many people. We can give the same heads up using language less connected to violence. Okay, so let's not say trigger warning anymore, because that's inducing violence. And I encourage you, if you really don't know what to say, take a look at brandius.edu and take a look at the offensive language list. That way, you'll know it just what to say to be culturally accepted and not be evil, violent, white supremacists. Thank you for your time. <laughs> what did I just read? Oh my goodness. Oh, look at, look at this one. Rule of thumb, um, by the way, is um, if you say uh, rule of thumb, that is also oppressive. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Let, oh yeah, I have to, I have to move on. I cannot take this insanity. <laughs> Oops, did I say insanity? I'm I'm so sorry. I don't I don't want to be offensive. Send me a question. What you think is the next offensive phrase to be added to this list at Freedom Express Podcast on Instagram and Freedom Express Podcast at gmail.com. But I wanted to move on to this next story because I think it's really something important to discuss. So a local mayor of the Colorado town of Silverton decided that he didn't want anybody reciting the Pledge of Allegiance at his meetings anymore. So he banned it. Why did you why did he ban the Pledge of Allegiance to America? By the way, the country in which his town is a part of, if he didn't notice. But wh why would he ban the Pledge of Allegiance? Well, he said it was due to direct and indirect threats that it created general divisiveness. Now, what that means in non-arbitrary English words, uh, what he's trying to say is here, he doesn't like America, and therefore we shouldn't have pledged allegiance to it. But here's what happened 
This is, let's take a listen to this, what happened after he banned it. Listen here. I'd like to make one comment. I'd like to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm sorry, but that's you. The United States of America, which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Here, hold on. What part of that is offensive? With liberty and justice for all. Indivisible. One nation under God. Just tell me. What part of that is not something that any mayor would want to have at his meeting? Especially that liberty and justice for all bit. I mean, what type of, what type of guy is this? But I... <laughs> just, oh my goodness. But it, it gets worse here. This is, this is what he responded with. Take a listen. I'd note that that's out of order and... Uh, we did have a one-strike policy. I'm not going to ask everyone to leave tonight, but if something like that happens again, we will. And tackling and, and other things like that are also out of order. So please don't ask me to make people leave. The Pledge of Allegiance is out of order. I'd, I'd, I'd like to say that that's, that's out of order. I'm not going to make all of you leave because uh, that would be a lot of work. But um, the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance is out of order. Mr. Mayor, what part of the Pledge of Allegiance is out of order? What part of members of your community exercising their right to free speech is out of order? Um, it, it, it's due to direct and indirect uh, threats to creates general divisiveness. Mr. Mayor, the only thing that creates general divisiveness is your inability to be an American. To be proud to be an American. It's utterly, it's completely disgusting, actually. But here's the thing. The members of his community, their free speech was too difficult for him to handle. He couldn't, he couldn't take it. By the way, do you, do you hear, uh, if, I don't know if you were able to ca uh, catch it, but somebody said something about him uh, resigning, something to that effect. And he's like, oh, you can't heckle either. You, you can't say anything. Uh, that's also out of order. So now uh, free speech in general is considered out of order in the town of Silverton, Colorado. Uh, definitely not a place I'd like to frequent as my vacation spot. But I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, you're right. That is divisive. Because it divides the Americans from the unpatriotic socialists. Which camp does this mayor fall into? Huh, I wonder. Speaking of speaking of free speech. At the school board meeting in Lodon County, Virginia, hundreds of parents gathered to protest the school board. Alright, so what's going on in this county? If you haven't heard, just a whole mess of things. Some of the things I won't mention just because they're uh frankly disgusting what the school board is pushing on the kids in that county. Um but one of the, um, the one that I, I want to focus on is uh, they're pushing CRT critical race theory on these kids. And the parents don't, are sick of it. They don't want a bunch of this baloney being taught to their kids. They don't want their kids being taught CRT. Take a listen to what they had to say. 
the Western culture and values that brought forth Christianity and the founding documents are being called evil and racist. You're not the captain, we're your bosses, and God willing, we'll return most of you to the private sector very soon. I'm reminded of the tyranny of communist China, where your money is legally stolen and then used in government schools, not public schools, these are not public schools, these are government schools, like here, to indoctrinate children against their parents. My child is not oppressed, and don't assume that. As long as you Marxists push your unconstitutional agenda on my child, she will not be returning back to Mount County schools. Good for those parents. Way to stand up for what's right. Remember, CRT, critical race theory, is basically leftist propaganda saying that every American, every white person, every piece of American history is fundamentally and irrevocably racist. Now, that's not true. So that's why it shouldn't be taught in our schools, because it's a big, fat lie. We pay with our tax dollars for these government schools. We should be able to decide what is taught. But see, the school board didn't take too kindly to these parents standing up to them. They didn't like what was being said. So they called an unlawful assembly. They declared it an unlawful assembly. And the police came in. Uh, this whole ordeal ended with one dad in handcuffs, and he was arrested. They didn't want a conversation. They didn't want dialogue. They didn't want openness about what they were teaching. They shut it down. They didn't want input. They don't want input from the parents. Because they want to take the children away and basically reprogram them into whatever they decide the children should be. What happened to parents being parents? Having input into their children's lives? But no. And this has been happening uh, throughout the past several years. Parents have just been pushed out of children's education. Like they're not qualified or they're not smart enough to be able to give information or knowledge or input to their children. Which is completely ridiculous. And this, this lie has been uh, pushed increasingly over the, the past it, I mean, it, ha it hasn't started, it's not just been recently, it's been over the past 40 plus years or so, ever since uh, prayer was taken out of the public school system. But the government is no longer educating kids, but indoctrinating them. But uh, By the way, according to, um, I researched it, it was HuffPost, uh, most high school public schoolers are reading at a fifth grade level. Something isn't working that the public school system is propagating here. And according to the Heritage Foundation, they did a study, uh, the U uh, U.S. 12th graders are uh, ranked 18th out of 21 countries. So they did a study of 21 uh, first world countries. The U.S. is 18th in 18th place. That's three away from the bottom, unless I, uh, I did my math wrong. Three, one, two, three. What, what do I know? I, um, I was just homeschooled. But uh, 18th out of 21, that's according to mathematic and scientific abilities, by the way. But what do you expect when these leftists are indoctrinating kids, not with facts, but with ideologies? And this hasn't just been happening in a political sense. You take historical sense. 
they're feeding them lies about the founding of the country. You take in a scientific sense, they're feeding lies about the origin of the of the universe, things that can be demonstrated false. And I'm a, um, and I want to get into that. And another episode coming up. I'll look forward to uh, exactly what lies I'm talking about. But here's the deal. Here's their game. They don't just feed complete lies to the kids, because then parents would automatically pull their kids out. But see, they mix it in with enough truth that the parents are like, are comfortable with the level of truth that their kids are receiving. Sure, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Sure, sure, chair is a noun. But see... They're mixing it in with this bias. They're mixing it in with this faulty worldview that, by the way, doesn't work. And more and more kids are growing up with all these lies that they're taught just as gospel truth. They don't know any better. They don't know that America's founding wasn't irrevocably racist. They don't know the truth about some of these scientific claims that are false. They don't know the truth behind these political aims, so they just accept it based on the blind fact, oh, these are my teachers, I'm the student, they are teaching me what is supposed to be taught. But see, that's not the case. And I'm not bashing on public schoolers. I have many friends that are public schoolers, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything against them. I'm saying something against the system. The system is broken, and we're not allowed to talk about it. It's kind of one of those those governmental sacred cows that you're not allowed to throw down and push into the fire. And why not? We've really lost grasp of the fact that they work for us. The government works for us. The school board works for us. The, the teachers, the principals, all these administrators, they work for us. Their paycheck comes from ours. Why have we lost sight of that? And not just in, in uh, relationship to school, but even with that mayor that we were talking about earlier. Even with, even with the government officials on the national level. They work for us. They don't just to go, get to go decide willy-nilly. Oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say willy-nilly. That might be offensive. Oh, here, wait. Let me check my, uh, my, offensive, uh, my offensive words list. But I don't see it on there. So hopefully, hopefully I'm in the clear there. Phew. But they don't just uh, go decide willy-nilly that, oh, I decide that this is true for today. This is true. And that's, that's the whole game of the progressive left, is that truth is progressive. Truth is ever-growing. And that's not correct at all. Truth is unchanging. We talked about this with Dr. Turk. Reality is unchanging. They say, oh, slavery was considered okay back in the day. And by some people it was. But slavery was not moral. And that has never changed. And it is that fact that drives us to this day. That it was never right. But if you take the progressive standpoint, oh, things can be right today but wrong tomorrow. Slavery could have been right back then, according to the progressives, but wrong now. But all that to say, we need to be aware of these progressive, pervasive ideologies infiltrating every aspect of our daily lives. Schools, healthcare, I mean, books, media, everything. What's next? If you don't think the church is next, you're wrong. 
If you think every aspect of your daily life is protected against this radical agenda, I'm sorry, you're wrong. We're in the face of a hostile takeover, but we don't see it coming. What do we do? Well, we don't succumb to it. We don't let them take over. We make a stand, and I'm sorry if I, I keep using that, that phrase, but we do. We become like these parents at the school board meeting. We make our voices heard. We don't stay silent. We don't give in. We don't give up. That's how we reestablish truth as the guiding light for our country. Speaking of truth, Mr. Ronnie has some questions for us, uh, for our audience question that honestly had nothing to do with truth, but uh, seemed like a good segue at the time. Uh, anyway, question. We have a question from Joe. Joe asks, why do you think our country is making such a huge deal about terms like illegal, tolerance, and race? What can they hope to gain from this? And we kind of, uh, this is kind of along the same lines as that offensive words list. And the point is to reshape society, our English language. Number one, to prove that they can. That's, that's, there's some ego, uh, egotistical aspect to that, for sure. But also, it's all in an attempt to sh reshape the narrative. Oh, this isn't illegal, that's just irregular, like we discussed last week. Oh, we need to have tolerance for everybody else. Oh, don't mind what they're doing is wrong. We have to have tolerance. We have to have love for everybody. By the way, love is really misconstrued in today's society. Love is um, basically thought of as a stamp of approval, which is not the case. Parents love their children when they discipline them. Boy, do I know that one. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I love my parents. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, but love is saying no. What you're doing isn't right, right? That doesn't mean we don't acknowledge people as human beings and treat them with respect. But that doesn't mean we have to acquiesce to all their demands and just decide, oh, whatever you say goes, sure. You can do that, whatever. I'll acknowledge that that's, that's true, that's reality. So it is an attempt to reshape the narrative, reshape actually uh, how people think, how people perceive things. Because once they reshape the language, then they reshape how people think. And once people think exactly like them, there's no opposition. <laughs> and that's kind of the end goal here. Thank you for the question, Joe. Well, that's the only question that we had today. So make sure you send in some more questions at Freedom Express Podcast on Instagram and Freedom Express Podcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Express Podcast. See you next week. And I'm always looking forward to spending more time with my awesome audience. See you next time on the Freedom Express.